Welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Han, and our mission is to spend 15 minutes each week discussing your eating disorder recovery-related questions. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. Emily and I are both really excited to be back uh, for what is uh, season three. Uh, This week, we are going to be answering the question, do your podcasts apply to me if I am not underweight? And the place where I want to begin with this is by saying that many, many people in recovery experience this uh, kind of feeling that they are the anomaly, that they have some type of uh, loophole where their concepts that even when we experience them in our mental hunger, in our physical hunger, in our day-to-day lives, we just couldn't apply the kind of same reaction that the uh, advice that we're hearing, watching, listening to, whatever it may be, would naturally lead to and I think this is a really really important area to first focus upon because your eating disorder is going to look for that loophole it's going to look for that place where actually the concepts feel as though they can't apply don't apply shouldn't apply and I think all of this leads to the question of when we come to um, a, a kind of um, analysis of who does that please it always pleases the eating disorder. That loophole, that feeling of being the anomaly is always going to make the eating disorder stronger and the eating disorder the person who results in the quote-unquote victory by inaction. So just to start on that note, I think it's really, really important to recognise that this is a pure example of the eating disorder saying the shoe doesn't fit, even when all of your experiences do match up to the advice that you're listening to, hearing, whatever it may be. Absolutely. And I think something I first heard from Tabitha Farrar was this idea of the the unicorn syndrome. And actually, that is a classic presentation in an eating disorder. I know that I certainly experienced it. And a huge number of people that I speak to who have lived experience eating disorders experience at some point this unicorn syndrome where it's true for everybody else. It's what everybody else needs to do. It's the right thing, but not for you, not for you. For some reason, sometimes those reasons can be things that you can coherently um, articulate or you can make sense of. And sometimes it's just this vague, inexplicable, ah, just not right for me. And I feel it's very, very important to recognize that that is in itself a symptom of the eating disorder. And that is in itself evidence that actually this is what you need to be doing, that recovery is for you. And the point I'd like to jump to now, which I think really screams to me from this question, is underweight according to who? And I know we've we've touched on this in previous episodes, but I think this is something that is incredibly important. And that's sort of looking at that statement of, is is this for me if I am not underweight? And again, underweight according to who? Because at the end of the day, the only thing on this planet that can truly determine where your body's happy place is, is your body. 
there is no chart there is no mathematical formula there is no professional external to you who can determine where your body's happy weight is that is something that is determined purely by your body and so I think a very important place to start with this question is to look at that that underweight according to who and to kind of get critical and really honest with yourself about where that judgment is coming from and like you were just saying there Han of who wins if you follow that path if you go down that path of like oh yeah no okay well I'm, I'm not underweight anymore according to whatever it might be that's giving you that information whether it's your eating disorder whether it's some kind of chart or formula or whatever it might be who wins and oh yes the uh the eating disorder wins if I go down that path that that's who wins and I think getting critical to that is imperative absolutely I, I think that is the the most important element of this question to be honest that whole judgment over what quote-unquote counts as underweight and always it, it going to be the line of the eating disorder that that there's not enough physical damage being caused or whatever it may be and not only do we need to consider how this is uh, a neural rewiring situation too but also exactly as you've just said the way that anybody can be underweight if they are under the weight that their body wishes them wishes them to be and functions best at and a person doesn't have to look any certain way or present any certain way in order to still be under weight and I think that's the real um, unfortunate thing that's missed out in traditional treatment where it's done by numbers and the BMI scale we really lose the the sense of actually my body's giving me symptoms that I'm not where I need to be but because it says on a chart that I am where I need to be, those things can't can't count. And I think there's one there's one example that really stands out to me here, uh, based on actually using dogs as kind of a, an analogy. Always go back to dogs. Um, but let's say we have kind of a I don't know a German Shepherd or a, a larger breed of dog, and we have a smaller breed of dog, so a Chihuahua or something similar. And I think that's really representative of. Um, just body diversity within a given species and I think just to highlight here how if a German shepherd loses weight just because the German shepherd doesn't weigh the same as the chihuahua all of a sudden it doesn't mean that German shepherd cannot be underweight and I just think it's so essential to recognize mm -hmm. that that German shepherd will have an optimal weight which is predisposed to function best at and if it gets less than that no matter what that weight on a scale might appear as or look like or be on a chart it is not where that body is going to feel and act its best so I just think really homing in on this idea of what is your body saying about the safety that it's experiencing about the symptoms that it's giving you about the energy that it has and really reflect on even if you are within the boundaries of something um, numerical and you don't fit the uh, criteria, which is far too binary. It is the feedback from your body that matters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's mental state, not weight. And I feel like that sadly isn't always reflected in treatment approaches um, at present. I do hope that's something that changes or should I say continues to change? Because I think in some areas and places it is shifting, but unfortunately still very much inadequately. 
I love that analogy with the dogs there. And, and it links very much to something that I have an interest in, which is REDS, which is, stands mm -hmm. for Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport. And what we actually know from the evidence base around that is that you can be at, in an energy deprived state. So your body can be in a state of low energy availability and at any weight. And that can mean that somebody can very much be in a healthy weight bracket for them. So that means that person may not have lost any weight, but they can still be in an energy deprived state and showing the symptoms of that energy deprived state of which often mental shifts and shifts in mental state are some of the first or primary indicators of that. And I do think it's really important we remember this in the context of recovery, that yes, recovery is about weight restoration. And that is that full restoration to your body's happy place. It's that thing of trusting that your body, if you focus on your brain and your behavior, your body will sort itself out. It has this. It's an incredibly clever thing, your body. And it knows what it needs to do and where it needs to go to heal. But if you focus on that, that's, that's one element of it. But there is also this nutritional rehabilitation and getting fully out of energy deficit. You know, and in my own journey with my eating disorder, this very much came to the fore where I gained weight very rapidly in recovery and very rapidly was well within the range that, you know, doctors or anyone looking at me would just think, oh, she's better. You know, and again, I'm completely aware of the judgments and the stereotypes that are held in that. But I'm just expressing this in the context of my experience. And I hope that I hope that's that's clear. But I just was so aware that actually, even if that was the external opinion and what was going on, my lived experience was that I was still ravenously hungry. I was still thinking about food all of the time. I still had all sorts of different rules and eating disorder behaviors showing up. And if I had stopped at the point where from the outside people were saying, oh, bravo, well done. That's great. I would never, ever have been free. And, and we come back to that analogy of the, the house renovation project, that weight mm. restoration is almost like the, the exterior. You know, it's doing the render, it's getting the windows and the door and doing the front garden. It's all of that so that people walking past on the street might go, oh, isn't that lovely? They've done a great job there. Isn't that brilliant? But actually then you open the door and there's no carpets or floors and there's no there's no electrics or the plumbing's really dodgy still and there's no furniture and you still need to hang the curtains and there's all of that work and I feel like that for me is the analogy that really depicts the difference between weight restoration and maybe that external indicator of oh well done bravo you've you're you're better you're there whatever it comes at versus the true true healing that needs to happen and the depth at which your body has to go through this process to get to a place where it is fully nutritionally rehabilitated where that that renovation project is still completely better and so if for whatever reason you find yourself stood inside a house that is still screaming that it needs work doing but looking out at people saying bravo wonderful renovation project i just really want you to make space for the fact that your lived reality is what matters here. What your body is screaming to you is what's important and that you can trust your body to sort the weight out. If you focus on your brain and your behavior and you keep doing the work, that is not only what 
needs to happen. It is absolutely imperative to being able to get to a place where you are completely free and completely healed physically as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've plucked out the most relevant analogy that you possibly could there. I think that house renovation project is so uh, pertinent in this instance because all of the quote-unquote like soft furnishings or uh, the, the bits inside which provide that um, that feeling of actually being at home, that is the comfort that you experience when you have really um, found your home. It's not just a structure. It's not just kind of the vessel that, that carries you, but you kind of have got to know it and you've made it comfortable to live within. And I think that's the real difference between exactly as you say, just pure weight gain and then that deeper healing restoration, which, which does take time and... Yeah. Um, it is not kind of uh, always in this category of uh, observable in the same way as as the former. Um, the final part, which I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned, so I will get this in here, is just this idea of what Emily and I and uh, many people in the recovery sphere are advocating for, the kind of unconditional permission to eat, um, the rest and all of these concepts that we speak through, honouring of all hunger, all of the ones which uh, you who is listening to this know, they are not radical concepts if we actually think about what humans should always have been doing without all of the noise of diet culture, without all of the, the busyness and disruption to the cues that the external um, kind of environment dictates is best for us it does not feel as though they are just accepted as um kind of normal notions these things that we're talking about often they're kind of seen as this really radical concept so i think when you say uh, do your podcast apply if you are not underweight i would say even if someone never um struggled with a an eating disorder which was diagnosed or even if someone never even struggled with food at all just the uh, kind of concepts that we're discussing that the, the advocacy for just eating to your hunger mental physical honoring your needs fully all of these things are life permissions forever so irrespective of whether you're at the start of recovery the middle of recovery the end of recovery or over and out the other side, and I don't suppose people who are there are listening to this, but none of what we're saying is radical in a way that it is only relevant to even just in recovery. We practice everything that we dictate as uh, the recovery way, even once we are both fully recovered, because of course it's not just food permission being based on someone's body weight. And I think that's just a really, really important reminder that nothing we're saying is kind of this um, huge uh, revolutionary uh, advice it is actually what should have always been being done and also something to carry through even into a recovered state so um, in answer to the question uh, do your podcast apply to me because I'm not underweight it is really this idea of they always always will irrespective of weight yes so important I am really really pleased that you brought that up here because it is so true everything that we speak about is not just for in recovery it is for in recovery and beyond you know there is no point at which suddenly 
things change and my heart goes out to anybody who has ever experienced treatment plans or ways in which you've been dealt with shifting because of meeting certain uh, certain random weight criteria or meeting mm-hmm. certain arbitrary targets that are nothing to do with what your body is actually saying and everything to do with just some chart somewhere and I just my heart goes out to you and I really want you to know listening to this there is no end point to this the only thing that places a leash on your ability to do this is your eating disorder and the key thing with recovery is you have got to break those leashes you've got to snap that leash you've got to know look at it and go oh, I see what that is that's eating disorder saying if you carry on going you're going to go and get recovered and you have to look at that leash and go yeah that's exactly what I'm going to do and you have to snap it and you have to go and trust and the only thing else I'd like to add is to know that it can be really scary when you're doing all of this stuff and you're rebelling and your hunger is still through the roof and you are still eating lots and lots and lots and lots of food and your body still feels like it's screaming and there's all those thoughts and fears of, is this ever going to end? I mean, I thought that so many times. I used to think, am I ever going to feel normal again around food? Am I ever going to be able to just sit and snack on some biscuits? Is it always going to be the entire family biscuit plus everything else that's here? And I just want you to know it's perfectly normal and natural for your body to go through a place where it needs to feast in order to recover from healing. And the wonderful thing about this is that if you allow it to do it, if you give yourself that unconditional permission, that actually your body very naturally, without your need to micromanage or microanalyze, will go through the po- will go through the process, will do its healing. And with time and consistency and trust, your body will naturally shift to your normal. Your normal. Not someone else's normal. Not family members, friends, colleagues, what not what some profession has told you is going to no, your genuine normal place. And that you can trust your body to do that without any kind of micromanagement or microanalysis, etc. Yeah, sure. I think if if your body deems it appropriate, it is. And some sometimes and a lot of the time in recovery, maybe if your mind deems it inappropriate, that's probably an area where you need to delve into because your eating disorder is not on your side, but your body is. Yes. And I, I love what you always say, Emily, this idea of your body wants what it needs and needs what it wants, yeah. uh, whichever way around that you that you phrase it. Yes. I think it is. <laughs> and such an important reminder that it is going to be forever cueing you in the way that it needs and it's got no sinister agenda yes completely so thank you so much to everybody for listening today very excited to be back with our next season and if anyone has got any questions please do send them over to myself or Han and uh, other than that thank you very much and I hope that you have a wonderful day till the next time thank you very much for listening bye-bye bye